Well, welcome back to another episode of A Founder's Journey. Again, this is brought to you by uh, the Tech Down a Circle. And I know I said some time, but I'm so excited about my next guest. Uh, he is the co-founder and CEO of SpeechCloud. He has a, a master's degree in entrepreneurship. And so uh, without further ado, it's, it's, it's Cam Stoker. And so Cam, thank you so much for coming and being here with me today. And- of course, happy to be here. Well, let's let's get right into it. So, tell me, you know, with, with a master's in entrepreneurship, obviously, obviously, this is something you want to pursue. So, tell me what what brought you to that point. Yeah, it, it wasn't intentional. I didn't actually go to pursue entrepreneurship. Um, it started out. So, I'll, I'll give you kind of just the rundown. Um, married my wife, and this this plays an important factor. But when I married my wife, I married into about sixty thousand dollars in debt. Okay, and. You, you know, we, I was going to BYU at the time and, you know, poor college student, no money. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, 60 grand in debt and was like, got to pay this off. And I ended up working my way into Google. And so I put my schooling on pause and I went and worked at Google for a few years, rose through the ranks there. And then I came back to BYU. I quit Google um, and came back to BYU to finish my undergrad. And, and this is kind of where really the journey started is when I came back. I met a friend who was deaf. And, and so we, we really, we started becoming friends in this stats class we were in. And I kind of learned about what it was like. She had this, she had this guy that would sit there and type away what was being said by the professor so that she could, you know, actually participate in class. And I was a little, you know, surprised by this. I, I wasn't that familiar with with, uh, you know, just accommodations and accessibility. And, and I, you know, I've been very blessed in my life to not have to have these struggles and, you know, befriending this girl and, and I'll, I'll leave her, her nameless, but, um, after learning about what she struggled with, a friend and I came together and there's a proto kind of a, a hackathon. It's called prototype of Palooza at BYU. And he and I, for fun at this hackathon that was like 30, 36 hours straight, you stay overnight and you just build, you know, a product in that time frame. We built an AI transcription software that would transcribe what was being said by the professor and send it to her phone. Um, because again, one is just having this person that wasn't very good doing it was, was terrible. But number two, it made her stand out. That was kind of this big issue. So we did that. And then she loved what we had done for her and loved the product kind of started telling some of her friends and they started using it. And, and that's really how speech cloud started. It was unintentionally. Um, I had really just come back to finish my undergrad, but we had learned from her and from a bunch of others. We're like, well, this, this is something, right? This is something we could go do and build and help this community. So we actually ended up going and, you know, starting to sell this and go to what are called accessibility centers at universities and, and institutions and, and got a, good handful of of these accessibility centers using our product kind of across the US. But uh, long story short, COVID hit and we lost everything because there's no more in-person classrooms. Um, so we lost every customer. We kind of lost it. But but uh, that was kind of the final nail in the coffin in all honesty, because it, and this is something I'd like to, to talk about, which is social impact companies can be difficult because when you are a product focused on helping a marginalized community, many times there's, there's not a lot of money in that specific avenue. That's why there's a lot of nonprofits. Uh, and, and so basically we had two, 
two ways we could take this was either go take this nonprofit and go try to get money and yada, 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 or we could take this to a for-profit and provide some kind of value to the institutions and, and the teachers and inadvertently, you know, help students with disabilities because that had become our passion and the point of our product. And so, so that brings me, I guess, now to the masters, right? Is I, at, at this point, right, when COVID hit, I had dropped out of BYU to run this company. And when we lost everything, I went back to BYU, pounded out about 14 credits in a month because I had a month deadline in which to apply for this master's. So pounded out 14 credits. Wow. Finished my degree. That's at, impressive at myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, the beauty of online, people don't talk about it, but I feel like I did way better just pounding them out, working on them. 12, 16 hours a day. Cause I just, when I would go take the final three days later after starting the class, man, I knew the wow. material. Wow. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what led me to the masters, which basically was the goal of determining, you know, how do I, how do I pivot and make this company a for-profit valuable company? So, so yeah, that's, I, I can stop there, but that's, that's yeah. kind of but, the yeah, journey to there. Just back this a little bit. So, so you had no intention. Entrepreneurship was not your world before this, right? You were had other, what was your goals originally? What did you plan on doing before this? I, I, I was planning, I came back to BYU to finish my degree in economics because I was doing data science at Google. So I wanted to go back to Google with, you know, a degree okay. and, and, you know, be able to, do a little bit better job with okay. kind of a, a base point. That, that was my intention. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so you plan on keep going, do, do data science and, and, uh, and with economics, which would be a great degree for that. But then all of a sudden you say you found this, met this friend and said, Hey, this is my new world. And so then you say COVID hit and then it really hurt the, the, the business. So, so what was the hope then? So go on getting your, your master's. What the hope was that you'd be able to turn this around with that or, or, or figure out what was the. Yeah. Bunch of good questions. It, I think, especially with any, if any entrepreneurs, right. Listen to this and anybody that's in this world, right. Like you realize every step as you go along that you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and especially for me where, you know, I'd only been in the corporate world for a short period of time. I'd been at a company that, talk about the opposite of a startup, right? We could throw money and throw money at something yeah. until we, you know, as much as we wanted to, right? Unlimited yeah. resources. So th there's just so many things that I just didn't know what I was doing. Um, and so this master's, some, a buddy told me about it. They just started it. I'll, I'll highlight it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a phenomenal program. It's at the University of Utah. They just started it. I was the second year of this program. And so the first year I think was 2019 to 2020, I was 20, 2020 to 2021. And, and a bunch of these incredible you know, men and women came together at the U and said, Hey, you, you know, we want to actually create something that helps people build a company, understand how to start this company and understand the pitfalls and really just start off, you know, kind of at least as smooth sailing as possible yeah. as they go to, you know, grow this company. And, and so that, that's what this program is. So basically you would apply, you would already have to have a business to apply to this program at the university of Utah. I think it's only a handful of us in the cohort, like 15, 16, I, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but, uh, but yeah, so literally it's fully scholarship program, incredible experience. It's, it's purely, it's an accelerator with an accredited masters. That's what it is. Okay. Um, 
run by so some they, incredible they use people. Like a, like a lean, they lean model where they, what do they use? So something like it or. Yes and no. I mean, I don't think they would say that they use any model, right? Like this is the lean model. This is, you know, how to, how to run a startup. I think there's a ton of different models that they use, but okay, what, they what they're really. Big, big conglomerate, huh? <laughs> for sure. I, and I think there's being an accredited master's, they had a bunch of PhDs. So you have to have, you know, X amount of PhDs, right? So, so it, with that in mind, I think there was a lot of kind of theoretical strategic, which I, I'm not saying isn't valuable. It just wasn't my, yeah, my favorite. Right. Um, but I think there's, there's a lot of things positive to learn, but, uh, but really it's more like they helped you understand how to correctly identify the problems, how to correctly identify, you know, what are correct solutions to those problems? How to do research? How do you, you know, how to build out a financial model that isn't just like this terrible fictitious model, yeah. Uh, but actually a model that grows with you and you can understand your financials, you know, every month, right. And like project correctly. So like th these are things that it really, the program taught me. So what was the, what was the biggest uh, takeaway for you? I mean, how, how did that, how did that affect your business? I mean, bottom line, that sort of thing. What, what was the, uh... there's a lot of takeaways. So I guess the biggest takeaway, I think validation, I think what so many people struggle with is there's this ideology of there's a problem, therefore there's a, there's a solution, but validation goes a lot further past just, you know, this problem and solution. It's like validation of the revenue model, validation of what are the legal barriers? What are the technological barriers? There's, there's so much more to validation than just problem and solution. And I think that played an important part is, well, yeah, this is a problem. Here's a solution, but like, will people pay for it? Will like, okay, they'll pay for it, but is it like, will they pay a lot? Will they pay enough, you know, for this to be a sustainable business? Like th there's just so many aspects of, of validation in terms of sustainability that I think was really what I learned. And, and how did it change your business? Change our business drastically, right? We're, we're no longer even close to what we were before, right? We, we are now an all-in-one teaching platform. So we're software that basically kind of the four value props is that we do all the work of taking these brick and mortar classrooms online, we make those classrooms accessible. We provide tools for teachers to engage their students and we gather course analytics. And the important distinction and understanding of this is, again, our original goal was to make classrooms accessible for students with disabilities, but you can't do that without providing value to the professors and the teachers, right? The professors need to want your product and the institutions need to benefit because they pay for the product. Right. There's the complexities of selling to medical and institutions is there's multiple there's multiple points in the product. And so we basically had to deliver and, and determine and figure out what is it that teachers wanted so that they were like, I want speech cloud in my class. Right. And that's the engagement. That's the struggles of dealing with technology in their class. They just want to show up and teach. Right. Like we had to solve those. What, what did the institutions want? Well, they wanted a better understanding of what was going on in the class. Right. And so we, we gather course analytics like attendance. How engaged are the students? Are they, you know, comprehending the material? So we like gather stuff like that. And then for the students, which is our original goal is they now have access to their education, right? Regardless if you have a disability, regardless if you have a job, right? If you miss class, you can still go watch it and, you know, play a part in it. Like th that's the idea is we, we built this platform with kind of those, those intentions. And we learned a lot of that through the validation okay. from this program. 
That's powerful. So let's go back just a second here. Um, COVID. I mean, business is failing. You know, you just failing. Yeah, you married. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how your wife felt about entrepreneurship, but uh, I mean, <laughs> how, how'd that go? How, how was that? Was that a, was that a tough time? Uh, I mean, yes and no. The the nice part is I have, you know, one of the most incredible wives. And so is talk about one of the reasons why, you know, I'm successful is because of her support. So, so that plays a big part. We've been together since high school. So we're, we're one of those, right? We've been together a long time. She supported me through so much. And, um, the nice part is when we started, when I kind of started down this journey with Speech Cloud, uh, we're, we're decently frugal. So we've been living off savings for the past three years. And we have a daughter as well. So luckily enough, because we just kind of saved everything, yeah. uh, instead of buying a house, right, We, it's all funneled into just keeping us afloat, right? So that really, she's been phenomenal at every step. That's kind of how we've been able to do this. And it's so make it have it personally, a big, big setback. You're like, oh my hell. I'm guessing that's what happened, right? You're like, <laughs> this business with the crap. I mean, what, what was that like? I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's again, so many, I feel like so many entrepreneurs are like this, but like every time something happened, you know, like crap at the fan, you kind yeah. of were just, you're just like, all right, get through this and, and we can make it to the next point. And, and really it's just those, like those moments of just, such euphoria and positivity of like these awesome moments kind of have just coasted me through all the negative and just feeling like just a little bit further, right? Yes. Just a little bit more. And I somehow keep just telling my, myself that. So I, I don't know what it is and maybe it's just the insanity, but you just feel like, I was just like this yeah, that's awesome. And so you, you just use your positive uh, mindset to get you through the tough times. So I was like, huh? Yeah, basically. Yeah. You just yeah. kind of, weather it but yeah wow so uh, um best advice you would give somebody who who either in the very beginning or in the middle of crap at the fan type situation what, what would you tell them of that situation yeah best advice um treat this experience of building a company as a learning experience and not as a failure so because even if your first company fails kind of like how ours did, it's now allowed me to, you know, on the second iteration, do it 10 times better and 10 times faster. So to me, it's just go and start something. I, I, I think that's the fallacies. You need a perfect idea, right? My original idea was an app to help somebody that was deaf, right? And, and that, just, that, that just was in no way feasible due to so many reasons. And, but because I started the journey, it's brought us to now an insanely different product, but now a product that is actually you know, growing and has a lot of potential. So that, that to me is the biggest advice is just doesn't matter what it is. Go try to start it, go validate it, go research, go learn. And that will just help you kind of figure out really what is the correct business to, to start. Okay. And then the last thing I always like to ask is what was, has it written a book? And if there was a book that, that made a huge difference to you or life or, or what would you recommend and why? Yeah, I love to read. I'm actually a fantasy guy, but uh, so I, I won't talk about fan, <laughs> fantasy, but uh, I guess business book. Um, I really liked this book that Creativity Inc. I, I think a lot of people may talk about it, but uh, it is a phenomenal read to just help you understand 
just even if you have a good idea and just kind of going through the hard times and just following your passion. I, I love Creativity Inc. I think it's a, a phenomenal book. Um, and it's an alumni, right? University of Utah. So gotta, gotta love that. But, uh, I think that's, that's a, that's a book that so many people should read. Cause I think the, the base point of entrepreneurship is creativity. So. All right. Well, that's, that's great. I, I want to thank you, uh, Kevin. It's been great to hear your journey and to, uh, you know, what a positive, uh, I mean, you went through some tough stuff to hear positive deal, just keep pushing through and, and, uh, and uh, best luck as you build this uh, speech cloud. And, and, and so, Hey, if someone wants to get a hold of you um, or learn more about your company, what would they do? Yeah. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, reach out. I'm getting more and more active on there. So happily reach out there, message me, let's chat. Cameron Stoker, right? Yep. Cameron Stoker. So I, I guess I only wrote Cameron here, but yeah, Stoker, S-T-O-K-E-R. Reach out. Love to hear from you. If you guys need advice, I feel like, especially if you're doing something social impact related, I think that's something that is close to my heart. And a lot of times why so many companies fail is understanding the pitfalls of starting a company that's focused on social impact. So. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Of course. Thanks so much, Michael.